Ooh, apple teeny. Wow, you can really taste the apple. Can we get two apple teenies, please? Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Apple Teeny Plus. I am Brad. And Gerald's here with you. What's up, Bradley? <laughs> What's going on, man? It's good to be back. I mean, we, this is only our second full episode, but, you know, we do it when we can. Here we are. And ironically, I, I've i never been, you know, we waited a few weeks since the series ended, and I've never wanted to record so badly at the, very, <laughs> at the very end of a show. Like, as soon as it ended, I was like, what are you doing? I think you were, like, in yeah. bed at the are time. You <laughs> You're like, I'm not recording. <laughs> Tonight. You're like, are you, are you done? Are you done? <laughs> no, I'm only on like episode five. Oh my god! Yeah, this series. Um, I, I mean, we'll talk about it obviously when we get to our ratings at the end. But I really enjoyed it, so I'm looking forward and to discussing it. For those who don't know, we are going to talk. It, we are going to talk Severance, mm-hmm. new show on Apple TV Plus, directed by Ben Stiller. Yeah, which is and starring many people like Adam Scott, Christopher Walken. Um, who else is John Turturro? John Turturro, Patricia Arquette, Patricia Arquette. Yeah, yeah, like it has quite the cast. So, for those who haven't heard of or seen Severance, here's the uh, quick synopsis of it. Mark leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and personal lives. When a mysterious colleague appears outside of work, it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs. There you have it. So obviously science fiction <laughs> in nature. Yes. And yes. A little bit of a, you know, kind of playing mind games with you and with a lot of char- of the characters on the show. So as we normally do here, we won't give away any spoilers at the top here in our just overall kind of thoughts. So we're going to do our ratings at the end. But Bradley, what's your overall just initial thoughts on Severance, the first season? Uh, overall thoughts is I really, really liked it. I love the style of it. Like a very 70s-ish looking, but yet futuristic. I kind of like when movies and stuff kind of do that like future stuff, but in the past kind of feel kind of like a Terry Gilliam kind of weirdness to it like i mm-hmm. i, I had like everything popping kind of comes up a back lot around right? it. yeah yeah w- which i mean you see but that it, all the time like, too you know popular culture and i didn't like, know, you know and, and i didn't know that this was a a continuing season i thought this was just a one-off so to know that mm-hmm. there will be more i'm i'm excited to continue on well especially the way they ended it right oh <laughs> I mean, oh yeah Jesus. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, my my initial thoughts are very similar to yours. I, I love the aesthetic of the show. It was it was very ominous and creepy. Like, uh, you know, it almost reminded me of Kubrick in a way, um, which I know is a film is films, yeah. but just that very unsettling kind of atmosphere, you know. And the show did that really well, and it really, really was impactful in terms of like connecting to the characters, which is kind of strange because each character is really playing two different versions of themselves. Kind yes. Of. So it was weird that, you know, like to take Mark, for example, that you would kind of connect to Mark, even though, you know, you saw two completely different sides of him. I don't know. I was still pulling for him throughout the whole show, regardless if he was in the quote unquote real world or if he was at work. So I love how Stiller and everybody involved were able to just immediately make the character so front and center, too. You know, it was a very character driven piece, I felt like. Yes, very much so. 
So we will be discussing spoilers as we continue through, guys. So this is your spoiler alert. As we get into the meat of our discussion here, we have some bullet points to go through, but there will be spoilers for the rest of this episode. So if you have not watched Severance yet and you do not want to be spoiled, then please come back once you have a chance to check it out. It is, what was it, nine episodes, Brad, right? Yes, it was nine nine episodes. So nine episodes. It's a pretty quick watch. I mean, they're all just a little under an hour. So, I mean, it, it didn't take too long to watch through. So we have our kind of patented bullet points here. So Brad, I'll let you start on the character discussion because I kind of segued us into that. But yeah, patented after two episodes. (laughs) No one else does this, guys. Who was your favorite character in the season? Uh, My favorite character in the entire season is Dylan. I loved Dylan. Like, I loved his whole, how he started out with the, you know, you win all these prizes and I've like won, you know, 10 finger cuffs and, and he's, you know, vying for that waffle party and how he kind of just has his own theories of what his, as they call him, his Audi, you know, their life, like Basically, he looks at it as his Audi is like this this player out there with girls and he parties. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just I loved his character and the way they kind of brought him around um, in the end when you find out what he is outside, like his arc. It even and then he he's very like torn, you know, inside of like what happened to, you know, since we we already dropped the spoilers, but you find out he has a kid, so he obviously has a family, and he wants to know more about that because, like I said in the show, you're you're severed, so your work life is your work life, your home life's your home life. Like those two, those two pieces of you don't know what the other one is doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely Dylan. Dylan is my favorite of the entire season. Yeah, I have another question coming up that I think Dylan's going to apply to. But for me, you know, and I really like too, as we're talking about the characters, I like how each of them kind of represented like a different part of our psyche in professional life, like in the workforce, unless you're doing something that you just absolutely are 100% in love with. Everybody kind of has these different like things they think about. And to me, uh, Britt Lower, who portrayed Helly in the show, mm-hmm. she, I loved her character, but I loved her specifically when she was severed, when she was at work, because she took on that perspective of just like, we hate our jobs, right? And she just didn't want to be there. Like she literally would be anywhere else other than there. And we've all felt that from time to time, whether it's for like an hour or a day or a month or whatever, we just don't want to be at work. We want to escape, you know, and you kind of got the sense that Heli was trying to escape her kind of work reality the whole time. And I really connected to that from my, from my work history personally. Like, I don't know that I would say I like hate my jobs, but there's always times throughout my career where I'm like, man, I just want to get out of here. You know, (laughs) you always I mean, there's always those days like like I don't particularly not like that. I don't hate my job, but there are days where I'm like, man, I just I don't want to be here. I don't want to be working right now kind of thing. And also she she was definitely that hardcore. She's got to get out. Yeah. And I also loved how like fearless she was, too, because this is obviously just an unknown because, you know, when you show up there um, at Lumen, you're basically like born. Like, you know, you're just, you know, you don't have any memories. You don't have any knowledge of how you got there, where you came from. And that, so she didn't know anything other than what was there at Lumen. And 
she was so fearless and so like, I mean, we'll talk about it, but some different things that she does throughout the course of the show to try to get out of there. And then eventually it comes to where, okay, I'm not going to get out of here, but I'm going to do what I can to make the situation kind of like come to light and kind of expose yeah. w- what's going on here. So she was, um, you know what I mean? Like in other words, to have no prior knowledge of the company or of yourself and to still take the chances that she took in the show. That's why she's probably my favorite character. Well, and then when you find out her other side, her Audi side of how she she is mm-hmm. you're just like oh she's yeah she's you know the company loving she's part uh, of the problem yeah f- yeah exactly yeah and that and she doesn't know that and that juxtaposition was really key to my connecting to her on her work persona as well because i mean that's night and day right there you can talk about the other characters and they're all different in some way but heli oh, yeah. heli was like the opposite side of the coin from what she was uh, in real life and what she was at Lumen, um, her severed, you know, her uh, any, if you will. Yeah. Are, are there any of the characters that you like, yeah, I didn't really like this one as much? You know, I mean, it was meant to be that way, but, you know, Coble, um, you know, Miss Selvig slash Coble. Um, I didn't really even like Miss Selvig, <laughs> even though she was kind of acting and pretending. Yeah. She was kind of like that annoying neighbor to me that I didn't really like either. Mark was really nice to her and, you know, he was very accommodating to her kind of coming over to his place and like helping him with his rollout for the garbage. But like, I don't know. I'm just that weird guy that's like, please stay away from me to my neighbors and in my, in my head. Like, I don't really want to have a relationship with my neighbors. And then obviously she was just like a horrible kind of figure that kind of represented Lumen, I guess, for us as the viewer. So I kind of channeled all my distaste for this quote unquote company through her um, as the boss. <laughs> So I didn't like Patricia Arquette's character, and I, you know, she was Which, a villain I on mean, the show. I would say that's fair to say. Yeah, because you don't, you don't ever see the board. You only see the board, mm-hmm. you know, as a speaker with the one lady with the earpiece, and you only hear them say about. one word on the whole season. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I mean, she's set up to dislike her for sure. Which I mean, if, yeah, if you that would be dislike the one for her. Me. It, it it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> they did yeah, their job. I, I mean, it's pretty obvious, <laughs> but that that's the one for me that I was like, oh, God. I mean, even the character like Milchek, you're you kind of go back and yeah. forth I'm like, oh, I kind of like him. I did too. Like, oh, no, I don't want to like him, but I like him. <laughs> yeah, he he was he was definitely a complex character because I don't know, I, I kind of like what you said. Like, I did find myself kind of liking him at times because I oh, felt yeah. I felt like he was almost kind of like what I was mentioning with Heli, where he was almost kind of a victim to the job that he had, the surroundings that he was in, and he was trying to make the mm-hmm. best of it for those folks. You know what I mean? Like with the different parties and the music and like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just got a sense whenever something like that, that kind of gave them joy. He he also got joy out of it. So I got the sense that he was at least a good person. Uh, you know what I mean? But he was just kind of doing his job. So yeah, I could relate he, to that as well. He was there. He was told, this is what I got to do. This is my my job. So right. I'm going to do it to a T. I don't think, do we ever really get to see him outside of like no. actually working? I don't think so. I don't think we do. I don't think, other than that one time that he went to Dylan's, but he was still kind of in character still, at that point. Yeah, he yeah. was still on the job, so to speak. Right. Yeah. So I don't think we ever did. Uh, what character on this show, you know, would you want to hang out with the most? Like, if you could spend a day with one of these characters, and that could be their any or their Audi, uh, who who would you choose? I don't know. There, there's a few of them. Like, I think um, <laughs> you'll probably laugh at this, but I, I would hang out with Rickon just because it, it's oh. absurd. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> because he's so absurd and so like yeah. over the top 
that I don't know. I think I would find entertainment being around him. And and the fact I that, could see that the the innies get a hold of his book and it's like the life changing um <laughs> right what he it's life changing for them what he wrote is even funnier like <laughs> right i could see that you know and he's he's so self absorbed but it's almost to like a comic relief you know yes exactly um where it's just like so ridiculous like okay dude you know like he has everybody over his place and he's doing that reading and it's like he's jesus reading the bible or something yes you know? <laughs> It's so crazy when when they when they're or the when they're going to leave um, because Rickon is married to Adam Scott's Mark's character's sister. Mm-hmm. So they're going to leave him an advanced copy of his book, and he's he's torn with like, well, where should I leave it? Like, should I leave it outside or on the <laughs> so doorstep? Funny. Like, and then when the book he never got the book, he freaks out like, oh my god, my book's out there. Uh-huh. It's <laughs> like so funny, this, like somebody cares, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Right. Well, for me, uh, it was pretty easy, man, and I, I think I'm maybe blinded a little bit because it's portrayed by Christopher Walken, who I admire so much. But it would be Bert. Uh, Bert on the show, uh, played by Christopher Walken. I mean, I I think as a character, as the character Bert, both inside and what we saw of him briefly outside too, just that kind of like veteran, like I've been through it person, mm-hmm. you know, like you could just hear so many stories from and like, you know, like you sometimes you just, or at least me, I become fascinated with somebody that's just done one thing for so long, whatever it is, uh, and just kind of hear them spin stories about it. And I feel like Bert would be a cool guy to kind of sit down with for a few hours and just hear his his kind of life, you know, and the, the different things that he takes so serious and that he's passionate about. And I love Christopher Walken too. So just to hear the way he <laughs> delivers lines, what I would probably love, he could talk to me about anything. You know, I love his voice and uh, the way his mannerisms and that kind of thing. So for me, I would want to hang out with Bert. And and I feel like his character is the closest to his any and his Audi seem. Yeah, you know, I, I guess since we're talking about. Uh, so I guess since we're talking about characters, you know, I'll ask because like I thought it was interesting that the, the characters when they were in Lumen some of them at least had the same characteristics as when they were out. Like it didn't have to be, you know, re-embedded in them. And I'm specifically talking about Bert here and really Irving too, you know, because Bert and Irving are, you know, presumably gay and we kind of get that storyline kind of like innuendo throughout the series. Yeah. And then it kind of comes to light in the finale. And Irving also as an extension played by John Turturro is so like mesmerized with art and the artwork throughout Lumen. And then we find out that he is an artist on the outside. So I thought it was interesting that these different characteristics of their personality were both in Lumen and out of Lumen. Did, did you notice that or did that surprise you? Um, it, I didn't notice it. It in for like Bert, it didn't really surprise me because he just seemed like the all around, just like he's a good guy kind of thing. And to where, you know, someone like Adam Scott, where he's very much when he goes down, it seems like he changes to like, I'm all business until, you know, later on where things kind of change for him. Um, and like you, we've talked before how Heli is a 180 difference mm-hmm. and John Turturro he's very much a the loner type even down in the office he's just kind of mm-hmm. seems like he sticks to himself right he likes the the artwork and outside he's he's it's him and his dog and they they paint pictures right. and like I I did like how some were complete opposites some were similar 
And it, it, I think it, it uh, says to kind of how mentally how some of us are, where, you know, even in a workspace, you might be a completely different work person than what you are when you're outside of work. Mm-hmm. Some people are, are the same in the office and out. Right. I, I found that I found that interesting because kind of like I, the analogy I used earlier about just kind of like being born there at Lumen and not knowing anything and not knowing who you are or where you are, but you still carry that kind of characteristic was yeah. an interesting choice to me. Um not everybody did, because we mentioned Heli specifically, but yeah, especially with Bert and Irving, I felt like. And I guess Mark was kind of the same dude, too, really. I mean, he was kind of, you know, I don't know, he seemed depressed when he was at Lumen, even though he would really have no reason to be, at least till further yeah. on in the series. Um, but yeah, they just kind of had those same, like, overarching characteristics, with the exception of maybe Heli. Um, okay, so moving along in the discussion, we'll talk a little bit about, like, the technical stuff, like the music, um, different shots, that kind of thing. Was there anything that that really stood out to you in terms of like the use of any of the technical stuff in the show? I mean, you mentioned um, already kind of the set design was good for you. you oh yeah. I, I loved that whole when they're in the office, everything is either like greenish colored white and it's all simplified, very almost seventies looking, but still futuristic in a way kind of, even the computers, like they're these old computers, but they're right. I mean, they Just don't even numbers know what they're only, on, right? Really, yeah. they're like they got to put numbers in a little bucket. <laughs> yeah, like I loved, I loved the look of it and the score with just this little like subtle piano that would always play underneath. It was very like. I would always notice it and, it, and it it always played very subtly a lot of the times until where it was just, and you'd only really hear it the most of the time when they're in the office. You'd hear it sometimes out, but not as, I don't want to say, not as subtly, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, one of the standouts was the scene where they had like the dance party, you know, yeah. and Milichick brings in everything. and <laughs> is, it a, is it fruit? Is that what they, was that the, uh, the Was this the fruit and was it deviled eggs or was it a oh yeah they had like the deviled egg tray or whatever wow yeah. what was that hold on <laughs> they had a couple parties and it was like <laughs> yeah i'm trying to remember but there was one um but anyway there's this scene where like the lights are like kind of yeah, going in and flashing. out and he puts on like the record defiant jazz defiant but, jazz was the episode i yeah, think yeah <laughs> um and that was, no, that the, was really cool that was obviously the choice that heli would have defiant being in the title so she would go for defiant jazz as the music that was used in that scene but that was probably the best use of you know music for me even though i didn't really know the song just because of the way it was mm-hmm. shot and every all the innies were kind of you know letting loose which is not something we really seen them do up to that point yeah um even that weird kind of geeky dance that mark was doing in the corner he was just kind of like <laughs> doing the cliche white boy dance you know <laughs> and you got a sense that everybody was having a good time even though it was maybe just for just a minute or two um even though they had these underlying kind of like you know things going on they they all kind of had fun for just a couple of minutes yeah, we're um, just gonna let loose for a brief amount of time and it was really a detachment for the show too like there had been nothing like multicolored or flashy like that in the show prior to that scene um so that would be for me my favorite use of music in the in the series and that was from i I would agree with you on that so like yeah the the little party was was a nice little change of pace kind of thing so there was nine episodes bradley and we we like to give what our favorite episode was and then what episode we liked the least so if you want to give those two what was your worst Mm. episode and your best episode man that's that's tough because they i mean as a whole they they were all good and really progressed the story along 
along very much. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say definitely the finale was the most tense episode because you're just like, is the word going to get out? And you're, you're very clinched up. Like the, the scene at the end where Dylan's holding the little switches so that the innies could stay out mm-hmm. and try to like, you know, get the gig is up and you're just like, ah. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I love the tense of that episode, but then, like, episode one was so good, the way it just, like, what the hell's going on? You know, Helly wakes up on this table, and I don't know what the heck is, is happening right now, mm-hmm. and it, it really pulls you in, so... And there, there isn't an episode I hated it while I was watching. I will say that there isn't one episode out of this that I'm like, yeah. No, yeah, me, me neither. I thought they were all great, and they all kind of played to the story a little bit. The one that I liked the least would probably be episode three, which was called In Perpetuity, um, just because I felt like that episode was all like exposition. You know, they were going to the Perpetuity okay, Wing, which yeah. kind of kind of gives you like the backstory to Lumen and um, you know kind of the history of it, and then we we kind of hear about optics and design and how they they were going to you know arrange this coup in the past which is kind of what ends up happening with mark and his team there was there was always this stories of this grand battle of everybody fighting that but now there's just a few left in this building which i'm kind of like oh i kind of wanted to see if this battle actually did happen yeah exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> and that th- that episode in, per- in perpetuity is also the one where uh heli gets taken to the break room and she has to recite that yeah uh, almost excruciatingly over and over again um, my favorite episode is the finale, and I did hate the cliffhanger, um, not because, I mean, it was good, it, it was a good cliffhanger, but I just hated that we have to wait now, because it's like, that was so, yeah. it was such a climactic, like, thunderous climax, and we got to it, and then it was like, alright, now we have to wait a year, or whatever it is, hopefully it won't be, but um, the, wa- yeah, the we, I know I, the we, <laughs> after we I are, episode nine. Mm-hmm. The we, we, we are. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, at episode nine, that that's when I, when it finished, that's when I text you, and I was like, <laughs> fuck this ending, like, I was mad mad that it just like left me hanging because at that point like i said i didn't know i thought this was just a one-off little like mini series oh god that would have been brutal so i didn't know that it was there was going to be a continuation yeah so when it ended like that i'm like "Ah, damn it yeah if that if that had been the end and there were no other episodes that would have been brutal um were you what was your level of surprise when you found out who mark's wife was at the end there uh towards that end i there was a suspicion of like okay we haven't seen much of her it still sh- it still surprised me but it was one of those like it surprised me but didn't when you found out you're like oh okay yeah but then i'm like where is she on the outside then right that's because what i want to know she supposedly died and they had her funeral and everything that that's yes. interesting too so lumen uh probably has something to do with orchestrating that i would imagine but i don't know we don't know why yet hopefully that'll come to light in season two what were you more like what was a bigger plot twist for you mentally was it the fact that miss casey was his wife or the fact that heli was one of the higher ups uh, I think it was Helly more than than his wife because I wasn't expecting her to be one of the what's their last name Egan, mm-hmm. Egan to be yeah. like one of the family so to speak and that this whole thing that she was doing was just kind of a you know for show to say hey look this is how how great being severed is I'm gonna do it myself mm-hmm. and 
that surprised me because I was not expecting it to be to her to be that much. I, I, I would have expected her to be more of like a, OK, she's a company person, but not, a, right. you know, a higher up. Yeah. When she gave that monologue to her any about like, you're not a person, you're not real. Yeah. Uh, like you don't make decisions. I guess I should have kind of thought then like, oh, she must be some kind of like super crazy like CEO or something. But I just did, it didn't register with me, yeah. you know, in, in that scene where Heli was like, oh, yeah, then fuck you. I'm going to go up the elevator hanging so it switches when you're in. There's nothing yeah, you can do about it. Yeah, that's wild, dude. <laughs> Somebody at my work actually brought that to my attention. I don't know why it didn't even register with me, but, you know, because once the elevator goes up or whatever, that's when you go back to your, um, you know, real world self. So, like, she woke up hanging from the elevator, you know, and that's why really Heli lived because she struggled to, you know, not hang there. Yeah. That's just crazy. You know, if you could imagine waking up and hanging from an elevator, you know. Now, okay. now let me ask you, could you not not really necessarily could you, would you, if this whole technology was a thing, would you be able to do a job where you would be severed? I don't know. I mean, that's another thing that I asked my coworker <laughs> about when, when we watched the show, but I, I don't think so. I, I don't know. I just... The unknown would kind of freak me out a little bit, you know, like I already kind of get freaked out at night when my phone's in do not disturb mode that I'm going to like miss something. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I don't know that I would want that level of detachment um, from reality, which is kind of what it is. So, you know, I don't know. It it would depend. I mean, you know, Mark's going doing it because of a tragedy and his depression and didn't feel like he could work otherwise mentally, you know, so I, I don't know. I guess it would depend on the situation. But as I'm sitting here, I would say no. What about you? Uh, I would probably say no as well, because, I mean, I've met, you know, friends that, you know, good friends that I've had outside of the office meeting at the office. And you wouldn't have that if you were severed. You're just like, you would know them there. But outside, you would still have just wh- whoever you have, you know, kind of like having two lives. It, it just. Right. I, don't, I wouldn't like that. Right. That's why I kind of led with, you know, each character was kind of playing two versions of themselves, you know, and uh, the one lady, like the senator's wife or whatever, that um, that Mark's sister met at the. Yes. Um, at the maternity thing or whatever. Yeah. And you kind of got that from her where like she didn't remember meeting anybody when she was severed and they could have been really good friends. But yeah. She was talking to Devin and, and she's just like, I don't know who you are. You know, you could see in her eyes. She didn't know what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. So to your point, that that would be that would be tough because I don't know. You just I, the unknown would freak me out because I wouldn't know, like, what did I do at work yesterday? And then I wouldn't know when I'm at work. What am I doing at home tonight? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it would just yeah, be a weird have... thing to get used to. So I don't think I would want to do it. And the way that they they stagger your entrance and exits mm-hmm. so that you don't end up, you know, bumping into someone you work with. Right. Because they don't want you to cross paths, so to speak, which is kind of weird. Uh, we're getting ready to wrap up and give our rating on Severance Season 1, but is there any kind of alternate ending that you could imagine for this season? Anything that you wish you had seen at the very end that you would change? Uh, don't leave me hanging. Yeah. <laughs> does, that, does that count? Uh, Can I say that? You know, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say like... I don't know because I kind of felt bad for Dylan too, uh, who was your favorite character, oh, but yeah, because he, he he gets held as kind of the key master and gets held back so that everybody else can kind of experience this, and then he gets tackled at the end, which is essentially when the episode ends, uh, when they all I guess wake up or fall asleep or however whatever however you would phrase that. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go back to the any, <laughs> but I don't know. I kind of felt bad for him, so I wish there was a scenario where like everybody could have been if it could have been written in there somehow to where all of 
of them could have gone through this um, so that he could have seen his family and we could have gotten a little more backstory about him. Uh, That's the only thing I would have probably incorporated into the finale somehow if that could have been, if they could have had another accomplice help them or or something like that to where all of them could have gone back. But otherwise, and I do hate being left hanging with so many weeks in between, but this was a show that I felt like from the first episode until the ninth episode, it really did build upon each episode until it got to a point where it was like exploding. Absolutely, Dana. And there, um, were, there were multiple characters that we didn't even talk about. Like we didn't even mention Petey, who kind of gets this right. all going. He was, you know, a coworker that got out that seeks Mark out, uh, you know, on the outside to, to kind of right. get his brain thinking like, oh, is there more to this? Or the security guy, um, Mr. Grainer. <laughs> right. He he was and, he just seemed like a grumpy old man to me. But it, you know, and he, also um, he was a business guy. June and also June, too, um, who was Petey's daughter. I was in like a punk rock band. Yes. Uh, her character would have been really cool to explore a little bit. And maybe we will as, as the show goes on. Yeah, Maybe we'll, next season. Yeah. Um, I mean, the was it Natalie? Is she the one that's the the board's basically voice? Yeah. You find, you find her, her at the end Natalie? hanging out with Helly. Yeah, it was Natalie. Yeah, it was Natalie. Yeah. And she's yeah there with Helly at the banquet or whatever. Yeah. No, that was a plot twist for sure. And the fact that Ben Stiller was kind of behind the whole thing is a little crazy to me too. But I thought he did a great job. And it sits at a 98% right now on Rotten Tomatoes um, out of 89 reviews. And it has an 83 out of 100 on Metacritic, which is pretty good as well. Uh, receiving universal claim, I think it's fair to say that you and I both enjoyed it. But what we have to do to wrap up the episode is give our rating out of 100. So, Brad, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? You went first last I'll time. I'll let, you, uh, I'll let you start it off. Yeah, I went so, first last time. I'll let you start this one off. You know, I was hitting you up throughout the show like, bro, start watching this. Like, please. <laughs> you know, because like I wanted to talk to... To, to you about it so much and I really enjoyed it I mean we already talked about the aesthetic and the atmospheric just kind of like creepiness of the show um, you know everything that we talked about I mean I, I loved it for so many reasons the performances the set design and this kind of tension building suspense that goes on over nine episodes until we get to the end I, I would highly recommend this to anyone that loves science fiction and you know that kind of like I mean because this really is a commentary on like work-life balance I mean that's really what this is yeah oh, which yeah. which we all need more of in our lives if we're working. So for me, I loved it. I'm going to give it a high mark. So I'm going to give it a 93 out of 100. 93. All right. And I mean, I, I'm with you. Like, I really enjoyed the show. The, I mean, the first episode, I'm like, because I'd heard of it. You, you you were like, we need to do this show. I'm like, okay, okay. And so I'll start this first episode. I watched it and I was like, okay, I want to know where this is going. What What is this whole thing about but it does it builds up every episode i had a lot of different things kind of in my mind of like i like i said i love the old look but it's sci-fi and it's i don't know i just i I love the look of it i love the pacing of it the feel of it and i would highly recommend anyone to check this out even though you know we spoiled it along the way but i would probably set it at 95 wow nice i didn't expect you to rank it higher than me but i'm glad i mean that's it's (laughs) yeah i really liked it it's a good show it's even even though that you know that last moment pissed me off but we'll we'll have more coming i just i want it now yeah (laughs) i don't want to wait i hear you on that dude i'm in this (laughs) i'm in the same boat it was it was one of the better shows that i've watched in the last probably like 10 years i would say from beginning to end because there was never really a dull moment i mean you were always kind of like waiting to see what happened to these characters and and the fact that all these actors involved, most of them at least, had to, you know, 
put their acting on display because they really had to play two different people. And that's, I mean, they're already not playing themselves when they're in a movie or a TV show, generally speaking, unless you're Nicolas Cage this weekend. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? You get, you got to play this character, but then you also got to play this version of the yeah. same character. Um, so I was really impressed by everybody involved too. So, you know, from a movie making or TV making standpoint, it really impressed me that way too. So I'm really looking forward to more of Severance. But that is our wrap-up of Season 1. Bradley, uh, I guess we can tell them what we're doing next because we kind of decided pre-show. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Can, uh, we can let them know. So we're going to cover the we're going to cover the first two seasons of Mythic Quest, which is an Apple TV Plus original show that if you have not seen it and you have a comedy sensibilities or even video game affinity or I don't know what else. I mean, it's so many different things, kind of. I mean, it's definitely a sitcom that oh, follows yeah. a group of programmers that are, you know, uh, programming this Final Fantasy type game, basically. And it just follows this group of folks that, you know, work there. And one of the creative directors is portrayed by um, Rob from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and Charlie Day helped him write the series. So it has a lot of those kind of like inappropriate jokes throughout, which are really cool. Um, <laughs> it, it will make you laugh, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you have time to watch it. And honestly, <laughs> I breezed through two seasons. I watched the first two seasons in about a week and a half. So, and um, they're uh, fairly short seasons. And I think the episodes are only like 30 minutes yep, each. Yep, 30 minutes or less a pop. Yep. I think there was one episode that went over like 32 minutes and that was it. So um, it's a great show and uh, some cool cameos. Uh, throughout the season too, uh, or throughout the show too, which I thought were really cool. Anthony Hopkins has a cameo in there, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, we'll be doing Mythic Quest next, and then who knows what will be after that. But please let us know if you have any suggestions or ideas for shows that you love on Apple TV Plus or movies that we should check out, original movies. So far, we've only done Coda and now Severance, so the door is yes. wide open, right, Brad? It is. There's a lot There's a lot on the surface that we can uh, dive into, for sure. Yeah, man. And All right, can, well, that's it for um, Severance. Why don't you tell them where to find us, man? All right, yeah, you can follow us online on Twitter and Instagram at apple teeny plus and the plus is spelled out or you can email us apple teeny plus at gmail.com we would love to hear from you and let us know uh something we can do so you have uh absolutely before we go i am i'm gonna put the plug in here to for everyone to make sure that they check out live stream for the cure mm-hmm. may 19th to the 21st we, you and i gerald are, are we doing involved that? in that are we doing a segment on it? we're not doing a segment uh we, on we don't have a segment on it but all right but you're doing you know, one with you the and cinema i guys. are usually involved yeah, I have a Cinema Guys segment, and you and I are usually involved in some way, mm-hmm. you know, through the whole thing. Yep. So. And uh, depending on my work schedule, I'll be handling social media for it for at least a couple days, and uh, I'll be around there the whole weekend, as usual. So check out live stream for The Cure, and uh, donate if you can. But that's a great plug, Brad. I appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it. Bradley, as always, thanks for joining me to talk about stuff, and I enjoyed Severance, and I enjoy talking to you about it. Yeah, and we didn't even tell him we have... You know, Apple Teenies. Apple Teenies and Apple yeah. TV Plus together. But. I know. We got to focus on our <laughs> drinking more. <laughs> we are covering up our alcohol addictions. But yes. Um, yes. Well, Apple yeah, Teenies and we're Apple still TV. early. Yeah, that's true. It's an afternoon recording today, so we had to take it easy. Yeah. All right, man. I'll see you next time. Thanks, Brad. We'll see ya.
All right. Good night.